Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to Nature Notes with our naturalist and Jim Gilbert. It is exactly daylight saving time, 710. We'll talk to Jim in just moments. Then you all hear from my friends Lee and Pam at uh, their beautiful store. Actually, two locations. Cardinal Corner. Pam and Lee say that uh, this month of March, we need to start thinking of nesting birds, starting with wood ducks and bluebirds. Now, they are the first to arrive looking for houses, and Cardinal Corner has beautiful Peterson bluebird kits. They'll help you attract bluebirds to your yard or just start maybe a bluebird trail and feed them, those birds, the freshest bird seed you'll find anywhere. That's at Cardinal Corner. Don't forget to get their monthly newsletter, too. It's free. All kinds of tips and stories. You just go to cardinalcorner.com. Just sign up, and you can do that right now. Stop in. See Lee and Pam. They are in West St. Paul, Butler, and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center location. Call them, 651-455-6556, or online at cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. Good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. Welcome to uh, Daylight Saving Time. That's right. Daylight Saving Time began at 2 a.m. today. Put your clocks ahead an hour. Right. Denny, this it's uh it was kind of a crazy day yesterday with uh Big with time. the rain coming down. Yeah. And uh now here on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, about thirty miles west of downtown Minneapolis, it looks partly cloudy. Strong northwest winds are howling. Um temperature's about twenty eight. I can't quite read the thermometer because it's so covered with with ice. <laughs> well, it's still the yeah, twenty-eight is still the official temp. Yeah, and I think because, but because it's been windy overnight, I think we have about four to five inches of new snow. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Um, but I, I at midnight, I went out and took in the. We have a um, precipitation gauge, and took it in and melted the the snow and the and the the sleet and. And everything else, and it got it went to seventy five hundredths of an inch of precipitation. That would have been a lot of snow. Oh, I guess. So if we hadn't gotten the rain, we would have gotten much, much more, much more snow. Um, I was listening to the ad again. Uh, Sandy and I are looking forward to the hosting the trip to France next August third to the twelfth. Of course, visiting Normandy and experiencing some of France's most iconic. Um, places like, you know, Paris, Chateau Country, Monet's Garden, Giverny, and Mont-Saint-Michel. But um, this trip has been planned by Michael Kenny from Defined Destinations, who has years of experience planning and leading trips to Europe. So this, this will be a good one. This is the last time we'll be advertised because uh, it's almost full. There's a couple more, couple more spots left, so if you're interested... Call 651-398-9358 or 
check the web, defineddestinations.com. Love to have you with on the trip. That sounds like a so, great trip. Now, what time, oh, are you, what time is that, August? Yeah, August 3rd through the 12th. Well, Monet's Garden should be in full bloom. For sure, that. I know. Yeah. I've never been there, and oh, I've I've been to been to France, but looking forward to seeing this. I've always been a fan of of Monet's work, and so this is going to be fun to see. You'll love it. The sunrise today, seven thirty-five. So uh, after this show, sunset though seven twelve. This is going to be really interesting later on today to have the sunset so late. So today in the Twin Cities area, we have 11 hours, 37 minutes of daylight, and we've been gaining daylight at the rate of three minutes and a few seconds each day. We have gained 22 minutes of daylight since last Sunday, and a total of two hours and 51 minutes has been gained since the winter solstice on December 21st. The 11 hours and 37 minutes of daylight today is the same amount that we will experience next October 2nd. The normal high for today is 38, normal low 22. Records for today, March 10th in the Twin Cities, high 66. That was set in 2012 and again in 2015. The record low, minus 17, was set in 1948. The most snow, and now we're going to see what the record is at the airport later on today, but the most snow up to this point was 4.2 inches on this date, 1956. There's a waxing crescent moon, four days past new. Uh, Rises this morning at 943 and sets tonight at 1122. Our first quarter moon is this coming Thursday, March 14th, and full moon will be Wednesday, March 20th on the vernal equinox when astronomical spring begins in the northern hemisphere. Planets that are seen in the morning before sunrise look in the southeast, Venus, Jupiter, and Saturn. On March 11th, that'll be like equivalent to tomorrow. 1878, it's a little over 140 years ago, after the warmest winter on record, the ice was out of Lake Minnetonka, and that still is the earliest ice out date for the lake on record. Isn't that something? March 11th. You know, those that drive by that lake and are looking at, you know, the snow, the ice out there are thinking, Wow. The second earliest I saw for Minnetonka was March 17th, 2016. Soon maple syrup producers will be tapping maple trees. The maple sap flow is triggered by thawing days reaching into the 40s. Have to get rid of some of the snow, though, around these trees before they're going to run. Um, be on the lookout for the first migrating flocks of Canada geese returning to southern Minnesota in the Twin Cities area, Canada geese move northward at the edge of the 32-degree isotherm. Their travels often can be stranded by snowfalls and blizzards. <laughs> so that's what's happening now. And we can begin looking for the first migrating American robins. 
um, they will be the 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 new ones coming in will be flighty and noisy, not calm like the overwintering birds that so many of us have seen in the last few weeks. Our son Christian, who teaches geography and climatology here in Waconia, just returned yesterday from a spring break road trip to southwest Texas. He and a friend biked, hiked, and camped at um, Guadalupe Mountains National Park. They hiked to Guadalupe Peak. That's the highest point in Texas. That was 8,749 feet. They biked in Big Bend Ranch State Park. That's right next to Big Bend National Park along the Rio Grande River. And in the Fredericks, Fredericksburg, Texas Hill Country, they did uh, quite a bit of, of what we call road biking. They saw many wind farms, hundreds and hundreds of wind towers in southwest Texas and report that the Texas blue bonnets were just starting to bloom. Boy, that's something I like to see in this in the springtime. Do we have time for a little more? Absolutely. All right. Well, um, Julie Brophy from Victoria on the shore of Kelser Pond this past Friday the 8th briefly saw her first of year eastern chipmunk. That was at 245 along the south-facing part of their home. Um, and just their house, so it's just a warm little microclimate. The chipmunk stayed above ground for less than five minutes, almost as if it was um, disappointed with all the snow that remained, so it just went back down into its tunnel. Julie mentioned that she has not heard a male mooring dove cooing yet. I haven't either. Julie works for Journey North, an education internet program that helps elementary and secondary ed students and others who are interested in learning about animal migrations. She and Elizabeth Howard report that large numbers of monarch butterflies have left the Mexican sanctuaries, but also many remain due to cool air that arrived last week. Gary Vollmer, who lives on the south side of Swan Lake near Nicollet, Oh, it's about a dozen miles west of St. Peter. Reports that yesterday morning, his first year, red-winged blackbirds arrived at his feeding station. They, there were maybe about 60 of them. What a sight to see them. Uh, he also reports the first year raccoon was out this past Thursday, March 7th. And he said, no geese yet. And normally the Canada geese arrive before the first red-winged blackbirds. Gary's wife, and I do not know her first name, is going to Kearney, Nebraska area along the Platte River soon to see the sandhill cranes that have been arriving there for about two weeks. It's time for the annual stopover gathering of almost 500,000 sandhill cranes in and around the Platte River in Nebraska from west of Grand Island area to east of Kearney. It's estimated that about 80% of the world's population of sandhill cranes do an annual spring migration layover in this area of the Platte River. Motorists on I-80 can see hundreds, maybe thousands, 
sandhill cranes while on the road. Um, and of course, you want, if you probably want to find a safe spot, stop and listen to their what I call haunting, ancient, rattling trumpet-like calls. But of course, you got to find a safe spot for that. And there are interpretive areas there in that in that spot along not too far from Kearney, uh, where you can stop and see these. We did this one spring um, in March. It was just a fantastic uh, thing to see. Diane and Dave Herring have a sugar bush in their at, on their farm near Waterville, and their maple syrup and gear is ready because they need to have some snow level drop before tapping can begin. Um, they snowshoed in Cicada uh, State Park yesterday morning before the rain started and said that tracks of deer and squirrels and other animals were very distinct in the snow. On this past Thursday, Diane and Dave were were just north of Duluth uh, where they went ice fishing out on Lake Superior. And I questioned this. I said, oh, is that safe? Well, ice is never safe. But they said that um, they were checking the ice. They went out about 900 feet. And ice is still 15 inches thick. They were fishing for lake trout. Didn't have any didn't have any luck fishing, but she said it was quite an experience to be out on the ice. Um, Jerry and Judy Gray, who live near Winstead, are spending part of the winter at their home in Mesa, Arizona. Jerry called me yesterday afternoon to report that a common raven pair, now this, this is the same species that we have in northern Minnesota, is building a nest in a tall pine tree in their yard. Also, Jerry notes that with more than adequate rain, the plants in the desert areas have begun blooming. That blooming desert is so special to see, and it's starting. It has started, as a matter of fact. Mary Brisland from Lutzen, near the north shore of Lake Superior, reports that the lake is still about 90% frozen over, but between Lutzen and Grand Marais, there are open water areas along the shore. That area offers Great snowshoeing conditions and cross-country skiing. Lutzen Mountain Ski Area is up to 80 inches of snow for excellent skiing and boarding. Mary notes that pine siskins are the most numerous of the bird feeder birds at her home. Art and Barb Straub from Lesseur report that deer, pheasants, wild turkeys, and other wild animals are really having a difficult time finding enough food. This has been a tough winter. They have seen um, more flocks of migrating horn larks this past week along uh, country roads. So if you drive these country roads in southern and western Minnesota, you'll see these horn larks and maybe groups of three, five, up to 20. They'll flit up as your car goes by, but these are considered to be the first migrants each year. On Friday late afternoon um, and into early evening, uh, they were able to count 969 wintering American robins returning to a grove of Colorado spruces on the edge of the sewer to spend the night. That must be quite a sight. And they're used to counting, and they they're very methodical about this, and their their numbers are their numbers are pretty good. Yesterday. 
uh, they had their first of the year flock of red-winged blackbirds fly right over Lesur. Ray and Marlene Simon from Northville report Friday the 8th uh, at Lonsdale, he heard his first of the year male morning dove cooing. With um, the sunny skies on Friday and temperatures kind of in the low 30s, their honeybees were out on cleansing flights and able to get back to the hives. Along county roads in that area, they've been seeing horn larks considered, like I said, to be the first migrants each year. Last Sunday, they saw a flock of over 50 horn larks. Yesterday morning, before the rain, they counted 100 pine siskins at their feeding station. Yesterday, during the rain, northern cardinals, morning doves, white-breasted nuthatches, and more kept coming to their feeding station. Paul Grusing, who lives just south of Fairmont, reports both gray and fox squirrels were feeding in the rain. And we, Sandy and I noticed the same thing here. These squirrels, the gray squirrels were eating, 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 and they were just getting soaked. I, I just, I don't even know how they lived through the night. Birds also came to their feeding station in the rain. They've been seeing raccoon tracks in the snow. The ice sickness is tough to measure because of all the snow and slush on top. But on Bud Lake and Sisseton Lake, the ice is about 20 inches thick and dissolve oxygen levels are very good. Tom and Lisa Bovers from Fairboat report seeing a small kettle of migrating bald eagles on Thursday, the, the 7th of March. And this this kettle of, of eagles is moving from southeast to northwest. The same day, American tree sparrows in their backyard, in their feeding station, began singing their spring songs. Dark-eyed juncos had started singing their spring songs on February 28th. Between Fairbolt and Northfield, they see horn larks along the county roads, and um, they spotted six eastern bluebirds at a spring going into the Straight River at Riverbend Nature Center. And But, you know, that was just like yesterday. But these are probably birds that wintered over. He, he's pretty sure that's what it was. Um, this coming week, they hope to observe migrating red-winged blackbirds, killdeers, Canada geese, and, of course, other waterfowl. So, I, let's see, I don't even know what, I better check the time here. It's 728 Danny. exactly. <laughs> 728. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I could. Well, you know what, Jim? Has, there's has a, anybody sent you a, a text or anything yeah, this morning? Yeah, as a matter of yeah. fact, uh, Carol from Maple Grove said last week, or sent this text, that last week she had approximately 50, she calls them dark-colored ducks, landed in her backyard and walked to their feeding station. What what kind of yes. ducks would those be? Mallards. Oh, really? Mallards okay. will fly right into a feeding station. <laughs> yeah. where, did she, where did she write from? Or? Uh, Maple Grove. Maple Grove, okay, and that Craig, makes sense. And Craig from Chatech, this is something we've seen here in Minnesota. The snow is so deep, uh, I had to get uh, a snowcat and teams of horses to pull the ice shacks off their lake in Oh, Chetek. I know. They were supposed to be off by the 4th. I saw a couple of fish houses out here in Lake Waconia yesterday, but they were, had just been moved out for the day. Now you have to, you know, I have to take them off each uh, late afternoon, you know, early evening uh, when you leave. 
Can't well, leave them out there anymore. Cannot. Well, Jim, we no. we must take our leave here, and we hope to talk with you uh, one week from today. We'll be interested to see what kind of weather we have to talk about. Then. <laughs> it should be a really interesting <laughs> week coming up. Absolutely. I'm going to go out and try our snowblower now and see what I can do. See if we can get off to church in time. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll be There's safe. a lot of snow out here. A lot of safe. Yeah. And sometimes the highways this morning we're hearing can be uh, kind of treacherous. So watch yourself out there. Yes. Everybody be careful. All right, Jim. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Bye Jim Gil- Bye-bye. Jim Gilbert back next uh, Sunday morning with more Nature Notes. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO, we move to 27 degrees in the Twin Cities. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 